Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Let's uh, get to comedian Brad Upton, who joins us on the hotline. Mr. Upton, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, we're we're doing good. We we both been introduced to your comedy here over the past few days. I've watched a good amount of it on YouTube and and other places, and uh, it's been very good. So I, I want to start by asking you kind of a weird question because the right. comedy special I was watching. There was all this laughter, which I sh- I know you eat that up. You love that, and we certainly expect that. But there was a couple right in the front row. The guy was pretty deadpan. <laughs> the wife would look over at him every time you said something funny as if uh, he was going to trigger her laughter. How do you not just get fixated on those kinds of people when you're when you're on stage? That's a great question, and you do get fixated on them. You're like, why did you sit in front if you're so uncomfortable? That's what you want to ask them. Why? Because they're afraid. I think they're afraid because they're in the front row. And you go, well, why did you sit in the front row if you're afraid? And have I done anything to scare you at this point? I have not. Relax. Uncross those arms. So, I, yeah, I kept looking at the guy, and he just never really changed his expression. Uh, but everybody yeah. else around him is laughing and having a great time and applauding. And I, I, I don't know. I just wanted to ask you that question. That's a good answer. Thank every, you. every, <laughs> every comedian will tell you, you can make 300 people laugh. And on the way home, you're going to be thinking about the one guy that wasn't. You're like, why did that one guy not get everything? That's the thing that you take away from the show. Not the 300 that were dying. It's the one guy that was staring at you. <laughs> So, you know, I've I've seen a bunch of your comedy via Facebook Reels, and uh, that's a good place. I've discovered a lot of people through that, and I don't know necessarily how the algorithm works to where certain people's comedy comes up. I was wondering if, if you knew, like, because that's how you've really made a name for yourself over the past several years is is some of the social media stuff. How does that happen? Does, do you just are you, Do you just show up and someone's real someday and then it grows from there do you even know how that groundswell works i have no idea (laughs) i have no (laughs) idea no one more surprised than me um yeah it just blows up i don't know how i had a video go viral and and it was material that i'd been doing for several years and it finally got on the internet and shared around and and it blew up and i was like this is amazing i have no idea if i did i'd be making everybody uh famous I have no idea. Yes. Talking uh, with comedian Brad Upton. Uh, you can catch his work on YouTube. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, also, Dry Bar Comedy. 
which has been very good for you as well. And you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, you've toured with the likes of Joan Rivers, the Smothers Brothers, Dolly Parton, Glenn Campbell, uh, a lot of touring with Johnny Mathis. So when you're on the road and you're, you're opening for legendary people like that, uh, how, much do you, how much are you in their presence, Brad? Uh, they, they change. It depends. Um, Johnny Mathis, I'm around all the time because, uh, we'll usually do two shows together and we go from the hotel to the, to the venue together and things like that. Same with Joan Rivers. I was around here a lot. Um, Smothers Brothers, I was around a lot. Some of them, um, I barely saw when we worked together. It just depends on what they like and how friendly they are. Who were your, uh, comedy influences when you were younger? Well, when I was younger, uh, probably anybody I saw on the Tonight Show or Johnny Carson back in the 70s. But the first guy, you know, when I was 15, 16, the first guy I ever saw live was George Carlin. And uh, that was a big deal to see him live. And then I met him a couple of times, and that was even a bigger deal. Yeah, no doubt. So you do a lot of observational comedy, of course. I'm just curious how your observations have evolved over the years. What are you noticing more now that maybe you didn't uh, notice as much uh, back back in the day, so to speak? Well, I I, uh, I do some stuff about getting old. I wasn't doing that when I started 35 years ago. <laughs> it's like, oh, now there's that part I can make fun of. Um, I used to do every once in a while I would make a joke about the president through the 80s and 90s. You could make a joke about the president. Nobody got their feelings hurt. Nowadays, you just ignore it. It's toxic. It's poison. Leave it alone. And I've seen the birth of of cell phones during my career. You know, they didn't exist when I started. And then people started showing up with them, and then they'd go off during your show, and people learned how to turn them off. And now anytime you look out in the audience, you can have the greatest show you've ever had. 10% of the people are looking at their phones. Brad Upton with us, a co- comedian. So when you uh, when this tide started to turn and, and you started getting this notoriety. I mean, you've always been known. You're a known comic for a long time, but it, when it started to blow up for you, uh, did you welcome that? Was there some apprehension? Was there some, wait a minute, what's going on here? How did you handle all that? Yeah, it was a lot of, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because, you know, I've, I've been doing this 39 years and I blew up in year 35. So, uh, it was good to have that behind me. So when it did happen, I was like, ah, whatever. I don't, this isn't that big a deal. I've done most everything so far. But yeah, now it's weird because for 35 years, I took the stage almost every night anonymously. People didn't know who I was. And uh, I generally exceeded their expectations. And now people are buying tickets to see me. And I'm like, I hope I meet their expectations. So from that perspective, it's a little different. So, you know, you're a you're a quote unquote clean comic. And I'm just I'm just wondering uh, what that connotation means to you. Do you wear that as a as a badge of courage or is putting any adjective in front of comedian or comic uh, kind of hampering in a way? You don't really say woman comic. Uh, you wouldn't put a person's race. Is 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 clean comic. Is that a, is that a is that fair game uh, to say or are you just consider yourself? Hey, I'm a comic. Yeah, just a comic, and I work pretty clean. I've always worked pretty clean. Um, you know, nobody's ever walked out of a show because it was too clean. 
That's what I've told people yes. before. They've walked out of shows because it's too dirty, but nobody's ever went, oh, this guy is so clean. I can't take any more of this. Um, so it's just the way I've worked always. Because when I started, I figured my mom's going to come see me at some point, and I don't want to hear from her because she's going to let me know. And she's 93, and she's still alive, and she'll still give me her opinion. So I've always worked pretty clean. Wow. Talking to, to comedian Brad Upton. So a few years ago, you got to go on the stage at the Grand Ole Opry, and you've been there multiple times since. Tell us about that, how that come about. And, uh, man, that's got to be an incredible experience. Uh, it's a huge thrill and an honor because they don't use very many comedians. And to walk out and step in that circle is is very surreal. I got that. The uh, the lady saw the one video that had gone viral. And when I contacted her, I said, hey, I got this video that's had like 70 million views. And she said, well, I'm one of the people, one of those 70 million. So I'd love to have you on. And they put me on. It went great. And uh, I don't get nervous anymore before I go on st- stage. But my wife was with me when I made my debut, and I told her, I said, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> so uh, I walked out there. It was fantastic. I mean, it's the Grand Old Opry. You know what that is. It's the Grand Old Opry. To walk out there and perform there, it gets more surreal each time. Does your wife think you're cooler now that you're a big deal? <laughs> I don't think so. Not at all. <laughs> she never has. Yeah, not at all. So you, uh, I might might make some more money. She likes that part. There you go. Yeah, no doubt. So you uh, spent a lot of your life uh, doing, you know, regular things like uh, teaching, uh, coaching. You were a coach in track and field. Tell us how that came about and your your love for track and field uh, specifically. Well, I was teaching fourth grade and 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 coaching at a high school when I started doing stand up comedy. And you know, within two years, I quit. And going from teaching fourth grade to entertain a room full of drunks is uh, really not a big career change. It's the same skill set. <laughs> but I was I was a track and field athlete in college, and I competed in the hurdles till I was thirty four years old. So I always uh, I've always coached, even when I was. I mean, all these years I've been doing stand up. Every spring, I'm. Uh, I've been out at either a college. I coached the University of Washington for 11 seasons, and I've been coaching high school for the last 17. So I'm out on the track every spring, starting March, in uh, starting in the rain and ending in the sun. There you go. So if the last uh, four or so years had not happened, what would you say was the, the high mark of your career? What, what, how would you have said, uh, I, I did this, so I made it as a comedian? Uh, well, I made my living. I, I put my kids through college and bought a house, and uh, that's all I had for an income. But uh, I toured with Johnny Mathis for the last 16 years, and I won the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. So uh, those were pretty big. Uh, those are pretty big feathers in my cap. That's a that's a pretty good legacy. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, no doubt about I'm it. Very very and proud to be, of it. And to be with uh, someone of Johnny Mathis's ilk for that long that's uh, that's an incredible. A story to tell as well, Brad. We really appreciate Absolutely. you coming on the show to talk about this. It's, you're a unique guy. You're still uh, doing this at uh, at the age of seventy one. How much longer do you uh, want to go? 60, I'm sixty seven. You you read on the uh, you read on the <laughs> internet something that's not true. Believe it or not, my son. Something on the internet. I blame my son. That was for my that. fault. But when you put in how old is Brad Upton and it says seventy one, you got you should believe it, right? 
That's the internet. That's the beauty of the internet. Yes. Isn't it? I, although, what's the difference between <laughs> sixty-seven and seventy-one? I mean, but I am uh, I'm fighting age at this point, so I'm I'm grabbing every year at this point. Uh, I will work go. very hard. I told uh, I told I'm, I told the management that I'm I'm going to work real hard through twenty twenty-four, and then I'm going to back way off, and then I'm just going to drive around the country and watch baseball in minor league uh, stadiums and big league stadiums, and uh, that's going to be what I'm going to do after that. Who's your team? Mariners. They're in Kansas City okay, right now. Sense. They got themselves bumped last night. So yeah. we got to get one back. Yeah. So that we were talking earlier in the show, and we'll let you go after I ask you this question. The ball hit by Bobby Witt that turned into the inside the park home run. I, I don't yeah. know if you saw it or not, but was that yeah, a hit or an it. error in your view? No, nah, it was an error. I think it was an error. I mean, you can lose a ball in the lights. I get that. Uh but it went all the way to the wall, and then Julio Rodriguez kicked it before he picked it up and threw it in. So I would have called it a I would have called it a triple with an error, maybe. But I don't think it was an inside of the park home run. What do you guys? What you, you did, how did you see it? How did you see it? When you lose the ball in the lights, I say it's got to be a hit. And uh, right. I said it was. It could. I said it was worth a conversation. I wasn't just uh, definitely yeah. inside the park home run, but I kind of see it more more your way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was a hit in the air. I thought, but well, Brad, on, it was a run, no uh, matter we what. Really, yeah. <laughs> thanks for your thanks for your time coming on our show. We appreciate it. Uh, best of luck. You got a, a tour here starting in a couple days, and uh, you'll be on the road for pretty much the rest of the year. Thank you for being on with us. Uh, you bet. Thanks for having me. T- take care. Go Mariners. Yeah, Brad Upton. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.